Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 155 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the sensual, body-loving creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadeboe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. And before I get started today, I just checked my Facebook and I saw that, Teresa, you are listening live, so hello, Teresa, (laughs) and hello to anybody else who's listening live today, and thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the five-star reviews on iTunes. Last I checked, they were up to 50 which is a hard number to get to on iTunes. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but I have been doing this since... March, I think, of 2013. (laughs) I'm just now getting to 50 reviews, so yay! Um, And I say we got up to 50 because this show, it's really only 50% me. The rest of it is all you. I read all of your emails and social media comments. Sometimes I even shape the shows around your questions and your requests. So you are very much involved in the conversation and totally appreciated. I also do no advertising or marketing for Hippie Witch besides just giving a quick shout-out every Tuesday on my social media. So literally the only way that new people find out about it is through you, through your iTunes reviews or by word of mouth. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. That was awesome. Um, the last the last three reviews to go live, Kat, Ashley, and Chelsea Joe. <laughs> you all, what you wrote made me smile so hard, I thought my face was going to fall off. So not enough thank yous in the world for you guys. And yet, we only have 30 minutes here, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, the last blog post that I did for the mind of a witch which was the theme for March it was a compilation of all the videos blog posts podcast episodes etc on the subject the mind of the witch so that you can have one awesome list of resources to explore anytime you want to go further in terms of I don't know, perhaps reprogramming your subconscious mind to create some real and lasting change in your life. And I know I move fast here from theme to theme to theme, and some of you find these shows later on, um, sometimes years later. So if you just, if you're listening to this years after it's going up, just Google eight kick-ass resources for exploring the mind of a witch, and it should come right up. And in case you're not subscribed to my newsletter, In that resource list, I included one of my recent newsletters called A Word of Warning, which is about how doubt is a killer of magic. And I don't usually share my newsletters with the public. Those are just for the people who subscribe to my newsletter. So if you've been thinking about doing that, you can read that and 
check it out. I 99% of the newsletters I write are all original content. Um, and I put a lot of heart and love and care into that, maybe more than anything I do because I think it's a huge privilege to be allowed into people's inboxes that way, and it's important to me that I honor that and create something special for you all. So that concludes our time for now, exploring the mind of a witch, because it's a brand-new month. Happy April, y'all, and a brand-new theme. It is time now to lose our minds and come to our senses. (laughs) The title of today's show is The Sensual Witch, Activating the Senses for a More Magical Life. And it's the first entry uh, in this month's theme, which will be The Body of a Witch, which is The Body of a Witch. I personally believe that the mind and body should not only be working together in harmony, but that they already are, whether you like it or not. (laughs) One influences the other and vice versa all the time, unless perhaps you are living with a seriously debilitating physical condition that is beyond the reach of your mind. And those conditions, unfortunately, do exist. They are heartbreaking, especially when a person is fully intact in their mind and has that function and then their body just won't cooperate. Stephen Hawking's is a prime example of this. If you have seen The Theory of Everything, which is a movie about his life story, oh, if you've seen that movie, I'm hugging you right now. Is that just not the most intense movie? It's fascinating. I wonder if I would have the courage You know, if I had his mind and his talent, the courage to carry on the way he did. But that movie is heart-wrenching. I was in pieces when it was over. Um, And actually, that was just a random thought, but it actually underscores the point that I want to make here quite synchronistically. So let's just go with that. (laughs) That movie ripped me to shreds emotionally. Why? Why is that? I knew it was a movie when I was watching it. I knew that I was watching a bunch of actors, you know, playing out the words of a writer that probably sat in a room alone for six months writing the thing. I knew that those actors were surrounded by lights and a bustling camera crew. I knew that it was, like, cleverly edited and the whole thing was set to music. I have worked on movies before. I understand how unglamorous that process is. My intellectual, conscious mind knew all of that. But my sensual mind, my subconscious mind, and maybe even my soul experienced it deeply as a genuine reality nonetheless. I knew it was fake, but yet I was bawling when it was all over. My heart was broken. (laughs) Um, And movies, movies are one of the greatest art forms ever known to man, perhaps the greatest, which I know is entirely subjective. Um, They definitely tie with books for me, but that's a whole other subject. I love them both. It would be very difficult for me to choose one or the other. It would be like a Sophie's Choice kind of moment. Um, But anyway, I don't think movies get the credit they deserve. They're seen more as entertainment than art when in fact in my opinion I guess I can't say when in fact when in my opinion movies are high art one of the highest arts 
because movies, they're highly collaborative for one thing, and they can take years to create from beginning to end and can involve the talents of hundreds of people, sometimes thousands if you count the extras. And they also have the unique ability to engage multiple senses for the audience. If you think about all the components that go into a movie experience, there is, you know, the visual, there's light, there's music, um, and then also vicariously through the actors, there's sex, taste and flavor, fear and joy, pain, touch, just the entire gamut of the human experience, and then some, some things that you've never experienced before that aren't even possible yet in this reality. A talented actor has the ability to taste a dripping, juicy peach and stimulate within you, the viewer, a memory of a similar experience. It's like a kind of emotional entrainment and then when you tie in the mythology even the pop even the pop mythos of star wars or a movie like frozen and all of the inherent symbolism you are drenching your mind in magic i truly believe that i believe too that that's why it's important to consciously choose the TV and movies. I've been on this soapbox before, but I have to say it. To consciously choose the TV and movies and now the video games, especially maybe, especially when you get into virtual reality, which have become, you know, the video games have become so movie-like. It's important that you consciously choose what you're going to experience that way and make sure that it is in alignment with, the reality you want to have, which is why I don't watch the news. If you do watch the news, (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not informed. I have places to inform myself um, that don't go to all the lengths that watching the evening news go to to manipulate me, which I, that's one experience where I see the gears turning, you know, I was saying when I watch a movie, I know all that's going on and I don't mind, I go along for the ride. When the news is on, or commercials, I bring forward my analytical mind. I call forth the queen of swords, and I call bullshit, and I change the channel because I'm not letting that manipulation get into my mind. But if you do watch the news, be sure to witness your body's sensual reaction to certain stories and the way the production is manipulating that reaction using music and editing and tone of voice. At least be aware of what's happening to you while it's happening to you. Um, it's for, at the very least, just for an interesting experiment. For better, and in the case of news, for worse, it's all magic, truly. It's magic, and actors, skillful, talented actors are magicians. I have so much respect for actors. And not just because I was one and dream one day of circling back around to that. Um, who knows if that will happen. But I love actors. It is way more difficult than you might think <laughs> what they're doing up there. Um, especially method actors. I studied method acting, which is you may have heard of method acting. Maybe you've heard of like the Lee Strasberg studio. Um, he's not the only one. Uh, I'm not going to get into all that because I don't want to go off on a huge tangent. I want to stick to my point. Um, 
but anyway, method acting is an intense, immersive style of acting that requires many years of study to master. It's really about the actor experiencing what is happening in the scene instead of like faking it and acting. They're actually they actually are heartbroken. They actually are terrified. Um, and now as a witch, I am so grateful to have that foundation, especially the technique that every beginning method actor learns, sense memory, which I have talked about here on the show, but I'm talking about it again today. And depending on the teacher, a student can spend months, even years, working on sense memory before they are allowed to go any further and this, I imagine, would be an amazing place for anyone who wants to be really skilled at using the law of attraction or performing magic to do as well. I feel like my magical training really was in studying method acting. And our, and our, a typical method acting teacher, they take it very, very seriously. It reminds me so much of like the old school uh, witchcraft and secret societies and it's very similar in a lot of ways, um, and I think that anybody, if you can take the time to learn about sense memory, if you're interested in magic, it can really, really uh, serve your cause well. Uh, the main beginner exercise for sense memory, which, again, I've talked about it, but let's talk about it again. Um, if you've never tried this, it's called the orange exercise, and basically... I mean, and a teacher can take you to task on the orange exercise for two months. I've seen it happen until they believe that you are really eating a pretend orange. They will not progress you to the next step. And it is highly frustrating if you're the actor trying, <laughs> trying to get there because they want you to completely, really, genuinely experience eating the orange. You know, so you imagine the feeling of the orange in your hand, the dimply texture of the peel, peeling the orange, what it feels like under your fingernails when you rip the peel off the fruit, the way the orange smells, the way it immediately hits. See, I'm just talking about it and my mouth is watering. <laughs> I don't know if that's happening to you too or if that's the method actor in me coming out. <laughs> but um, you should start salivating. You should smell the orange if you're doing the orange exercise right. And then ultimately you bite into the orange and you imagine the juice like dripping on your hand and down your face. And it's a highly sensual experience. And a, a good teacher will know if you're actually experiencing it, as will the audience, as will anybody walking by, because they'll experience it with you in a way. Uh, and it's been so many years since I've seen the movie The Secret, but I know that many of you listening right now do not resonate with the word witch or method acting, probably. <laughs> probably hardly any of you do, um, but that's just my background. Um, but I know many of you really probably don't resonate with the word witch from what I understand. Those of you that write me, a lot of you are listening for personal development reasons or because you love the law of attraction. So I want to be sure to tie this in for you as well, given that the word witch is in the title of today's show. I do think that this is an important thing for every practitioner of magic to understand, but Really, it's amazing for anyone who wants to play around with the law of attraction as well. 
So anyway, the, in the movie for The Secret, which I have not seen probably since it was brand new, so forgive me if I'm screwing this up, but according to my memories, <laughs> there's a guy, I don't remember which guy, but there's a part in which this guy is talking about getting into a feeling place in order to manifest a car and how you have to imagine yourself in the car. You don't, you're not just like picturing it in your mind. You have to actually get into it and imagine yourself sensually experiencing the car. That particular part of the movie actually gets a lot of flack um, from very spiritual people who think it's not spiritual to manifest a car because they just want to be holy, 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 and ascended. <laughs> I think primarily because of old puritanical programs about how we should shun material possessions in favor of a greater reward in the afterlife. Don't enjoy this life, so you will be rewarded <laughs> after you die. Right. Um, uh, that and then how, also how using magic or the law of attraction to manifest things purely for the pleasure is greedy and even dangerous. Um, maybe you're like, tipping the balance in a way where someone else is going to suffer so you can have that car. I think that that is all absolute bullshit. I don't care if you disagree with me. You are welcome to disagree with me. <laughs> That's my opinion. It's a conviction. It's more than an opinion. <laughs> bullshit. Um, and I th believe that that comes from a paradigm I have no interest in engaging ever for the rest of my life. I just see it as a bunch of crap. Life is meant to be enjoyed, people. La dolce vita. This is the beautiful life. This is it. This is heaven on earth if you let it be. Perhaps it is even your only your one precious life. Even if you believe in reincarnation, there are no guarantees. So if you want to manifest a shiny red convertible because you think it will be fun, well, then go right ahead. I hope you do. <laughs> Where sensuality comes into play with a manifestation like that is in the imagining, which you might think is a purely mental activity. We just talked about the mind of a witch, but I'm not talking about that today. That's not what it's about if you're doing it right. It starts in your mind. You have to have the idea, you know, and your mind really can help you go on that sensual journey. But really... visualizing something in a true visualization it engages all the senses and performing magic related to attracting a car for example is much like that sense memory exercise that i just explained about eating an orange the orange exercise it's the same thing for manifesting a car it should get you salivating <laughs> and the way you do this is you one by one go through your senses to put yourself as completely as possible into that scene. So let's say that, for example, that you want a car because you want to drive up and down the coast taking in the fresh air and the ocean view. So starting with the visual, you imagine what it would look like driving along that ocean drive, the water, the birds, the sky, the shiny red car all around you. Um, that's usually an easy in for people is the visual. So you picture all of that as vividly as you can. And then once you have a good visual image, and keep in mind, too, it's different for every everyone. Your sense of touch might be stronger um, 
in your imagination. You just start with what's easiest for you, usually works, and then you can work your way out from there. But let's just use this as an example because most people are visual that way. Um, so you visualize it, and then you can move on to touch by looking at your hands in the vision, like see your hands wrapped around the steering wheel. And then see if you can feel the little perforations of Italian leather between your fingertips. Or if you're a vegan, the curves of the plastic or metal. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. Feel into the way the seat hugs your butt and cradles your back. Feel as much of it as you can. Feel the wind whipping through your hair um, or making your nose run. <laughs> And from there, you start working on the sounds, the wind rushing by, or maybe the other cars you're passing as you speed by, the sound of the waves crashing. Can you taste the salty air? What about the smell? What does it smell like, the fresh ocean air, or even the freeway, or that new car smell? There are actually air fresheners that have the new car smell, and they never really smell like new car, do they? <laughs> it's like the worst smell ever. Um, but I truly believe personally that scent is a special gateway to the soul. It's the strongest uh, sense for me anyway. Uh, so I often use scent in my magic. I, I've talked about before how I use I use incense, but I also I'll always use like the same oil over and over and over again for the same intention, because if you do something like that repetitively enough, let's say to get into a meditative state, you always use the same oil, you rub it between your hands, and then you smell it, and then you meditate. You are programming your subconscious mind to associate that scent with getting into a meditative state. So if you quickly need to get into a meditative state or you just want to relax or you just want to get in and get down to business of the meditation as soon as possible, you know, after you've been doing that for a while, you can just pull yourself into that state by whipping out your bottle of oil, rubbing it between your hands, and taking a whiff. It's fabulous. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do for magic. Um Imagine, you know, think of smell too, like imagine the smell of an old lover that really turned you on, <laughs> and that will demonstrate, I think, for you the power of scent to get you into a feeling place. In fact, if you're having a hard time imagining and visualizing, if you're one of those people who thinks you're just not creative enough, creative enough or witchy enough to do work like this, I'm going to call you out on that right now with three little letters. Three big letters, S-E-X, <laughs> sex. Surely you have had at least one powerful sexual fantasy in your day. I hope that you have had at least one powerful sexual fantasy in your day. And if you did, did your body respond? I bet it did. I bet it responded in all kinds of interesting ways, changing shape and temperature, maybe even smell, uh, the fluids may have been flowing, <laughs> your senses were heightened, because you were there. You weren't actually having sex, but your subconscious mind did not know the difference, and you were having the full experience. Magic and sex are so closely related this way, and thinking about that can really help you understand how magic works. Uh, I know it's taboo in some circles to say, but 
sex is magic. It can be. If you guys, have you guys been watching? Oh my God, I just interrupted myself. Have you been watching The Magicians on Sci-Fi? S Y F Y Sci-Fi, the Sci-Fi Channel. I freaking love it. So fun. I look forward to that every Monday. And uh, my favorite episode so far was an episode that involved astral traveling and sex magic. And this is a spoiler, what I'm about to say, but in the um, in the episode, this couple that they were still they're very very young, they're college age and uh, new. They were new to each other, and their assignment was what something they had to do to help bring their friend back from this astral plane he was stuck in is they had to have sex and they had to come at the same time which they had never done before <laughs> and it was like a big challenge um they both had to have orgasms at the same exact time to raise enough energy to bring their friend back is fabulous it was such a fun episode but in that um there was a line uh, that a character said he said all acts of magic are sex magic I thought that was so cool. <laughs> and then let's get away from sex because this is not a show about sex magic except to say, think about it. Um, this, too, is why getting out into nature is so important and why witchy people tend to be nature lovers. So immersing yourself in nature is engaging the senses. I know you've heard me go on and on and on about Big Sur a million times. That's because I live in Los Angeles. We have our nature here. I love to go to Griffith Park, but there's nothing to me like going to Big Sur. I try to go at least once a year. For the reasons that I'm saying right now, Big Sur is magical. It engages all of the senses and even just talking about it I can put myself there so fast like the river is so cold and the stones at the bottom of the river are so smooth on the bottom of my feet there's the if you go over to the ocean Big Sur is a forest the ocean the hills there's prairies there's everything in Big Sur it's an amazing place so there's salty air and the sound of waves crashing down below if you go to the edge of the cliffs or down on one of the beaches um, there's like these big surrounding prairie areas with like trees like uh, bordering it and it actually sounds like the ocean too when the wind is going through the trees Tanner loves that it's so awesome um, you know there's the coolness of the caves and the redwood trees when you're hiking it'll be so warm um, you'll be under the sun and then all of a sudden you walk through like a cold spot because there's a cave nearby or some water running nearby the way the light changes and dances in the forest, the scent of bark and moss and pine, the feel of the cool, wet fog, the heat of the sun, the taste of Deachins in the morning. Oh, my God, Deachins is the best. If you ever go to Big Sur, you have to have breakfast at Deachins. <laughs> Big Sur has it all. I hope you have a place like that to escape to every now and then. But do what you can with what you have even if all you have is a little patio or a balcony or not even that much, like try to grow your own little garden or connect with a park nearby where you can experience nature and stick your hands in the dirt, um, lay out on your roof, like do what you got to do. Uh, right now for the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year, the current module has a piece on rewilding. 
And this is a module you don't have to do for the spring equinox. You can do it anytime. It's designed to work with all spring. So if you want to do some rewilding and really engage your senses, you can find that at www.psychospiritualofthyear.com. Just a random plug there. <laughs> I personally, I like to think of my backyard as a little mini Big Sur because I have just enough nature, some fruit trees and four cats. And I let the weeds grow because I love weeds. They're edible, they're medicinal, they're magical. And this all changes like all year round. So that's one way I go out there every day to experience nature. Um, I just got the 90-second countdown. So um, for now, I'll just leave you with one quick suggestion, an assignment if you would like to take it on. (laughs) Do some kind of magical ritual or intention-setting ceremony and set out to engage as many senses as you can. Think of the sounds, sights, smells, tastes, vocalizations you're going to use and choose them intentionally. There is a reason witches are famous for their chanting and humming. There is a reason we burn incense and run around in circles to raise energy. (laughs) There's a reason. There's a reason. Sensuality. Try it and see for yourself. And uh, I'll be back back here next Tuesday talking at you. Same time, same place, noon Pacific. Until we meet again, much love to you. Peace. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.